Hello everybody, my name's Elliot Waters and welcome to the Procrastination Pod... Uh, I mean the uh, Dysregulated Podcast. Yeah, that's it. So as always, if you're enjoying the podcast, please like, subscribe, share, all that sort of good stuff. Okay, let's get into it straight off the bat from last episode. So if you listen to last episode, which is a beauty, I recommend everyone to listen to it. It is all about me procrastinating and avoiding my presentation that I had to give to the academic board at my university. So there's some good news and there's some bad news. The good news though, because I'm a half glass full type of guy, I'll start with the good news, is that the presentation against all the odds went really well. How good? It went pretty amazing actually, to be honest, all things considered. So that's great news. And once again, it shows that if I leave things to the last minute, somehow I am able to pull off what I feel like is the impossible. But I really wish I could figure out how not to have to leave it to the last minute and go through all that stress. But anyway, it could have been a lot worse. So happy days as far as that's concerned. And thank goodness it is now behind me. Now, the bad news is I did promise if it went well, I would provide a recording so people could get a bit of an insight into what the hell I've been trying to do over the last, you know, eight to 12 months. And unfortunately, my anxiety got the better of me. I was stressed out. And I thought if I press that record button, my computer is going to blow up and shut down and go along with it will be my hopes and dreams to be a clinical psychologist. And that's the thing. It's not just about, oh, my computer might slow down or shut down. That would suck. I'd have to go later in the queue. It is everything would blow up and shut down, including me. So unfortunately, I was not able to get a recording, which is a shame because it would have tied in so well and would have been a good reminder to me that, you know what, Elliot, you can probably do it. You may not do it in the most de-stressful, relaxing and best practice as far as being a student goes, but you can still do it. And here is tangible proof. But anyway, hopefully my marks will provide that, which would be nice. But we turn to the one last big challenge that is left, which is actually submitting this thesis. And as you can probably guess, I am procrastinating again. And one of my favorite ways to procrastinate is to do an episode of the podcast. I think every episode so far has been an effort to procrastinate. And so far, it's gone pretty good. So, you know, why why reinvent the wheel this late in the game? So here we are again today. Okay, so today's episode is going to be about the physical manifestations of mental illness, which I think is very much underrepresented out there. A lot of people think that mental illnesses are all in your head and it just isn't true. So let's do a bit of anatomy to begin with, the brain, you know, where it's all in your head. So the brain is connected to the spinal cord and the central nervous system and then other systems as well such as the sympathetic, the parasympathetic, the autonomic systems, which all flow all to our extremities. It's connected to the hormonal systems, etc., etc. The brain is the driving force behind just about every single thing we do, and that is not confined to just in the head, not at all. So with that in mind, what are some of the physical manifestations of mental illness that I come into contact with? 
Okay, so the inspiration for today's episode has come from what I'm doing exactly right now. So I'm going to try and paint a bit of bit of a picture. So I've got my thesis open on one of my screens, and I've got the podcast here recording on the other. Now, as I sit here, both of my legs are twitching uncontrollably because there is so much adrenaline pumping through my body. Again, the brain is the one that is commanding all of this. And on average, after I write every sentence or two of this paper, I have to get up, pace my room for about a minute or two, and then I'm able to sit back down. And usually I start, you know, throwing my keyboard around um, and start looking at the sky and thinking, how on earth am I going to get this done? And then I'll start, you know, trying to type again and this process will repeat. So at the moment, my heart rate is sitting on about, uh, I think it's about 110-ish. Blood pressure is sitting at 153 over 94, which is a little bit high. And we are in stress mode. So I think I've said before in the podcast, there's sort of three responses to stress, fight, flight, or freeze. So ordinarily, I'll revert to freeze. But today, I don't have a choice in that. I have to fight and fight I will. But that's the thing. I'm all jacked up like I'm going to fight some sort of physical monster that's coming at me when really it's actually an intellectual monster, very much a monster, don't get that wrong, but it is intellectual. But my response is not just in my head. It is very physical. What else have we got? Okay, feeling sweaty in my palms. Yeah, again, another sort of response. A lot of this is tied up with anxiety. Um, I've got stomach pains because I haven't been able to eat as much as I would probably need to because of the stress. Um, My shoulders are rounded because I'm in this depressive episode and doing this thesis is very depressing, especially the thought that I probably haven't been able to devote the time that I wish I could. So my shoulders are rounded, my arms are crossed in defensive mode, and and once again, my legs are still twitching uncontrollably. I'm not sure if you can actually hear that on the recording, because I'm sort of doing it on one of the legs of the, of the desk, but for this episode, I may not delete that part because, hey... It's all part of the all part of the show. Except it's not a show. This is real life, and it's oh, it's shocking. But anyway, what else has there been? Uh, dreaming. So I've been dreaming some very negative dreams lately. A podcast episode could probably be devoted to my dreams, and as a result, I've been waking up in a cold sweat as well. Um, and so I'm also very unrested because of that. Because Even in my dreams, I'm in flight or fight or freeze mode. And judging by the way I've woken up, I think I was definitely in fight mode. Or maybe flight. I could have been running away at a pace as well. I'm not sure. Um, Some other physical manifestations. Right. Poor circulation. So I get poor circulation from, well, probably a variety of the medications, but I think top of the list would be the dexamphetamine that I have for ADHD. So my feet are often blue and cold and my fingers go numb very easily. Hmm, what else is there? Okay, more medication side effects. Seroquel or quetiapine, Zabrexa or Olanzapine, notorious for weight gain. Now it's interesting, when I was on Seroquel only, I think I'm the only person in recorded history who actually lost weight on Seroquel, but adding in the Olanzapine 
has certainly reversed that trend. And I crave sugary food and fast food more than before. And of course, when you're stressed out as well, you crave those foods also. And there is actually an evolutionary reason for that, because if you're in flight or fight mode in particular, you need energy fast and you need it now. So evolution has shaped us in a way that we seek out sugary foods because that is, now I've got to be careful, I'm not, I'm not brilliant at biology, but sugary foods are full of glucose, simple carbohydrates that can be transferred into energy very, very quickly. So another physical manifestation, the way I eat is driven by mental illness. So as I said, sleep as well. Um, the reason I'm on those two medications, I listed olanzapine and quetiapine is for sleep because I can't sleep without it because depression and rumination and worry at night is just too much to get over to be able to sleep. So I need a bit of help with that. What else is there? Lithium. Lithium is a medication I use for bipolar disorder, so it causes frequent urination. Geez, that's annoying when you're trying to sit down and study and you've got to keep getting up and urinate every 15 to 20 minutes. It is so, so annoying. And it is also making me incredibly thirsty. So that's another very common side effect of lithium is increased thirst. And to tie that in with olanzapine, which has a side effect of giving you diabetes, of course, increased thirst is important, an important factor when it comes to diabetes, which I don't think I have yet. I have been tested for it a few times. So far, so good. Obviously, if I keep eating these sugary foods, though, that might change. Um, some other behavioral manifestations. This is an interesting one. I find when I'm stressed or in particular when I'm depressed, that I speak a lot more softly. So I'm a person ordinarily, when I'm running pretty high, I'm very loud. Some people have called me obnoxious, which I just cannot believe for a second, but I'm definitely loud. So loud that my mum has theorised that possibly I'm partially deaf, which could be true too, because you know I don't mind a bit of rock music blasting in the headphones, so it's very possible. But I do find when I'm really depressed, in particular, that my voice gets very soft. So that's frustrating as someone who prides himself on being able to project some sort of amazing message to the world, or at least I try to. Um, what else is there? When I'm depressed, I also find my eye contact is poor. I can't focus on people and their facial expressions because so there's a region in the brain called the amygdala. This is also tied into borderline personality disorder. So when those two disorders in particular are firing, a lot of it is due to an overactive amygdala. So the amygdala, there's two bits to the amygdala, either side of the brain. Feel free to Google image search of where it is. It'll explain it a lot better than I can. But it is all about fear perception and aggression. But before the aggression part, it's all about fear. So when you're hypersensitive to and hypervigilant in the world and you see fear coming from everywhere and you don't like the look of that person's face and I think that person's staring at me because they want to get me, that is amygdala overload. So the amygdala manifests itself in a variety of ways, including kicking up that stress response. Someone's out to get us. We need to get ready. 
palms get sweaty, heart rate rises, all of those physiological responses. And that's the thing. When I look at my thesis here that I've got on the other screen, I get amygdala hijack. It's looking at that saying, mate, that thing is danger. Be careful. So that's just a few of the ways in which there's quite a few there. And I think a few more episodes down the track will probably explain these things better. But pretty much all of those symptoms right now is what I'm experiencing and have been experiencing for the last couple of weeks at least. Uh, quite intensely and to a less intense degree pretty much this whole year, coinciding with this depressive episode of bipolar that I'm currently stuck in. So a lot of it is due to the medications, which is an extension of the mental illnesses, of course. They can't really be separated. You can't have one without the other. And But a lot of it is also natural responses to fear aversion, which is exactly what I'm going through now. Um, it's a miracle my legs haven't fallen off yet as I'm twitching again. And once this episode is finished, I will go and pace once again, drink some water, go to the toilet, and then this cycle will continue indefinitely until this thesis is completed on Thursday. And I'll tell you what, that episode on Thursday is going to be off the hook. It is going to be off the chain. Everyone be careful to turn your headphones down because I'll be loud and proud again. Anyways, that's a bit of a quick one just on the physical responses that I'm going through right this second. This is in real time and I need to go wipe my hands down because they are sweating profusely. So spare a thought for me as I try and finish this thesis. And thank you for listening as always. There's some great stuff coming. I'm very excited to get this thesis out of the way and look forward to that. And remember... If there's anything you would like me to discuss on the show in particular, please send me a message on Instagram at elliot.t.waters. Okay, that was a bit disjointed, that one, but at the same time, I think it is very, very telling of the mental state that I'm in at the moment. We are all over the shop. So have a good one, and I'll talk to you soon. See ya.